0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I'd like to talk about Christianity as an alternative to political liberalism and political conservatism. Now I know that's going to make some people nervous right off the bat, and maybe that's what this podcast is all about, to make everybody a little bit uncomfortable and and nervous uh, to prompt new thinking. But there's a tendency, particularly in the conservative church, especially in the evangelical church, um, to believe that conservatives um, and Fox News, for example, represents, uh, represent uh, biblical values, traditional biblical values, traditional Christianity, and that liberalism uh, is somehow a field from uh, Christian, biblical Christianity. Now, I want to say right up front that I absolutely uh, am a, an evangelical slash biblical conservative, um, a traditional Christian in that sense, I and I lean conservative in my politics. But I have a concern about the way a lot of people today, particularly Christian people, are identifying uh, modern conservative politics with um, the, uh, biblical truth and uh, a biblical approach to the state and government. Let me give you an example of what prompted this in my thinking. Um, we have a, a newspaper uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, called the Contributor. It's basically what some would call a homeless person's paper. It's a it's a paper uh, largely written by and distributed by homeless people. Now it's doing amazing work. I have blogged on this in the past. Um, they, essentially, they produce the newspaper. It's written by, as I say, homeless people and others. Uh, local merchants uh, take out advertisements in it. And then the homeless themselves sell the, uh, the newspaper uh, around the city and make a little bit of profit on it, and then, of course, get tips beyond that. And Literally hundreds of thousands of dollars have been raised. Uh, Homeless have gotten uh, off the streets and into homes. One of the most moving pictures I've seen in recent years is the picture of a Thanksgiving table set um, in the home of a man who used to be on the streets, began selling the contributor, um, and and began making enough money to get off the streets, get a place to live, and he was inviting other of his homeless friends into his home uh, for Thanksgiving. I mean, that's the dream. That's what we're hoping for. Well, I've helped this paper in some small ways, and recently I appeared in a large picture, embarrassingly large picture, on the back cover. It's not because I'm any great shakes. They were just having local Nashville people Uh, show up on the back cover with little quotes about why they read the paper. I think for me, it was about you know understanding more about my homeless friends and enjoying a good read or something like that. Uh, And I was maybe eight inches high. Well, I had some folks get furious at me because I was encouraging this paper. If they had known that I funded it and written for it, they'd be even more upset. And I began to wonder why the people who were confronting me Um, were conservatives and they were Christians. And here I was encouraging a newspaper for the poor. I mean, there's nothing immoral uh, in this paper at all. It's almost all about uplift and there are movie reviews and so on. I mean, I wouldn't endorse something that was, you know, pornographic or terrible in some way. And it it emphasized for me something that I've come to understand before, and that is that, that modern conservatism, contemporary conservatism, has become almost libertarianism in the extreme, in this sense. Um, Most conservatives today do not believe that the state has any role in tending the poor, but that that is a private matter. That should be done by private individuals, private organizations, um, and that the state doesn't have a role in tending uh, the poor that this is where we 've gotten off tracks with the welfare state and what have you. Now, I obviously am critical of the welfare state i'm obviously critical of the immorality of much of our welfare state, the bloated budgets the the the, the pork barrel kind of politics related to it. A lot of it has nothing to do with even uh, serving the poor. Uh, it has to do with with other sort of gambits in d c and we can talk about that another time but but what concerns me um, is the idea that emerges number one in modern conservatism that somehow government is evil, the state is evil, uh, it's bad, it's some, it's it's an evil to be avoided. Literally, I've heard conservative politicians say of late that government is the evil we need to battle in our times. Number two, that the government should have nothing to do with tending the poor. And then with that, a third attitude comes um, that that is that is sort of down on the poor, as though the poor are only poor for reasons of immorality, reasons of laziness. Now, none of this finds its root in Scripture. And I realize that some of my listeners are not Christians, are not people who, who you know embrace Scripture as being true. It's fine. These are still important issues for our times. We speak about every kind of religion and all kinds of trends in our society, and one of them uh, is the way that modern conservatism is understood to grow out of uh, a biblical worldview or biblical truth. The, the fact is that the, the, the New Testament, the Bible, definitely teaches that God ordains governments. I mean, you can't read Romans 13 and not conclude that. It makes it very clear. So the idea, the, the, the perspective that government is evil um, is unbiblical in the extreme and uh, really sort of borders on rebellion in a sense. The Bible makes it very clear that God ordains governments, gives governments authority. Um, e- even evil governments, according to scripture, are to be understood as somehow functioning within God's providence. Uh, number two The Bible makes it very clear that the poor are a priority to God. There are more references to uh, the poor than there are the references to the church. There are more references to the poor than there are most themes in Scripture. I think someone has counted something close to 2,000 references to the poor in Scripture. Uh, It's hard to find a theme that is treated more than 2,000 times. And I think there's no question when we look at the Old Testament that the state has a role in tending the poor. There were tithes raised for the poor, taxes raised for the poor. Uh, the poor are understood to be a priority. A blessing comes on a society when it cares for the poor. Businessmen are to conduct themselves in terms of the poor even leaving grain in the field for the gleaners, uh, you know, who would come along afterwards. In fact, people who own crops are and tend crops are told not to harvest all their crops, to leave some for the poor. This goes on and on and on. And so out of that, of course, comes this attitude towards the poor, that they are only poor for reasons of immorality, which also doesn't have sanction in scripture. The Bible paints pictures of uh, people being poor because of oppression, uh, people being poor because of just simple misfortune. Uh, sure, they can be poor because of the judgment of God, but, but, uh, so, uh, but unfair economic systems can also make them poor. And so I, I want to urge uh, a caution uh, for those who embrace Scripture as true, that a libertarian, a secular libertarian, free market conservatism is not necessarily the same thing as a, a biblical. Uh, view of economics, a biblical view of the state, and a biblical view of the poor. I need to quickly say that certainly neither is modern liberalism. I mean, the reason I can't vote uh, on the liberal side of the spectrum is that I'm pro life, is that I think the welfare state has to be checked, uh, is that I believe in a strong defense, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I believe in the rule of law don't believe in sociological jurisprudence in our courts. But, the, but I think the important thing for us to remember now is that Christianity is, is not in line in toto with either modern liberalism or modern, modern conservatism. It's a third way it's a third way. It's, it's not a third way because it's chosen to be a third way. It just stands apart from both of them. To use the phrase of one of my favorite theologian uh, theologians, Christianity requires us to main, maintain a prophetic distance. That's that great phrase, a prophetic distance from all political systems uh, in this world, judge them, uh, and then urge that portion of biblical truth which they lack. And so as we head into the holidays, as we're heading into an election season, as we're finding our country increasingly polarized, um, as we are increasingly dealing with matters of poverty and injustice and what have you, um, I urge those of you who are Christians or, or, or those of my Jewish uh, listeners who, who are thinking in terms of Scripture to rethink your politic in terms of the, the holy writings that ought to guide your thinking. And then take those uh, politics, that that faith-inspired politics, uh, into the public square. Conservatives who are Christians don't be don't be hesitant to confront conservatives uh, who who may have moved more libertarian and uh, and Adam Smith than they are perhaps uh, Jesus Christ and Moses. Um, those of you who are liberals can be willing to confront liberalism on everything from its pro-abortion nature to um, its bloated welfare state to its belief that the state, not the private sector, is the vehicle for all social change. I, I think that it's time for those who think in terms of scripture to have the courage to stand apart from both political systems. Neither the Republican Party nor the Democrat Party are the party of God. Um, And the people of God, those who identify themselves with the God of Scripture, those who claim a Judeo-Christian truth, uh, need to have the courage uh, to speak with prophetic distance, as the theologians say, uh, to both systems. I think we'll have a better country. I think we'll have a more respected church. I think we'll have less poverty. I think we may have a more righteous state. Um, And certainly we'll be giving a witness uh, in a dark and troubled time. Stephen Mansfield podcast was brought to you by the Mansfield Group. Find us at mansfieldgroup.com.